It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's do it. I don't Let's know. I may have to go text Avery like big time. We're rolling. I think I'm going to dedicate uh, the next All Yet Comics to Tex Avery. I like that. I think that would be great. TexAvery.com. I'm a big fan. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome back. It's December. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's December because I've been stacking shows. Episode ninety three. Stacking them. Yeah, let's. Yeah, exactly. Let's for our purposes. We're in the metric system now, so we're going to say ninety three. It's not really ninety three. One hundred dollars. I'm not even going to name that episode. We'll let you guys read it when it's on the once posted and stuff because we're probably going to get it wrong. So episode. Three. But this is. I will put it in con- in context in terms of timing. This eighty one. Thanksgiving. Um. So last week was Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, I said it's the week after. I said it's the week. I said it's the week after Thanksgiving. So where are we wrong? The week. It's the week after Thanksgiving. But all of them are after Thanksgiving, really. Yeah. Wow. This week is the week of after. You have after four weeks after Thanksgiving. We still have leftovers in our fridge holes. Christmas. Do you really? Yeah. You You should come over, Johnny. Help us eat them. I'd love to come over, son. Yeah. I haven't been over in a while. Happy birthday, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. thanks, guys. Are you an old guy thanks. now, Johnny? I I am not quite an old guy yet, but uh, I'm uh, I'm circling. I'm circling. I'm circling the airfield. Are you coming in for landing? Are the sharks circling? I, I, I think I'm still flying high, actually. But I uh, I uh, no, I um I, I just know that that's all right, though. I'm uh, I'm entering my Clooney phase of life. Are it's you, all right. Are you ending? Yeah, good hair, Johnny. <laughs> exactly. Are you exactly. Are you landing like? Uh, like an airplane, like a helicopter, or like space shuttle? Like space shuttle. Ah, uh, that's a fair question. Or are you coming in like the Apollo landing? I'm going to say like a. I'm going to say like as as cool as it would be doing a space shuttle. I'm going to I'm going to go with the helicopter in that I'm I am gliding down very softly and touching down Not very like very gently. The gen- one with Clark and Lois, though, right? Superman saved it. Yeah, no, no, not not like. Who's got me? You got me. Who's got you? Who are you a friend? Exactly. Pink. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, everything's good. I spent my I spent my birthday uh, talking to uh, Greg Rucka okay. and uh, Rick Burchett or Burchett. About- we we've we all, we all learned how to pronounce Rick Burchett's uh, name properly now. How do you say it? So, Burchett, uh, Rick Burchett. Because hmm. we we were all saying Rich Burchett. We were giving him like kind of a <laughs> flamboyance to his name. Hey, he's a good man. We got to give a he, shout out to that guy. He's he's awesome, and I completely forgotten that along with Batman Adventures that he had done so well for so long in the nineties and early two thousands. Um, he did that fantastic Blackhawk series with uh, my dear friend Marty Pasco. So he scores. He's good. We like him. I watched. I was watching the Blackhawks the night before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving did Eve. Did they win again this year? 
They're they're doing fine. They're they seriously look like they could do it again. This is the sports section of the uh, program. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> Let's turn to sports. <laughs> Think Brian Michael Bennis is watching sports right now? No, never. Ah. I can't even. Say, is that hello? No, I don't oh. think he likes. <laughs> you don't think so? No. Well, um, our our good friend Dave Engel, who we hang with in San Diego, when we all get together, Dave and I talk sports, and Brian's like, "This is nice for you guys," <laughs> which is his way of saying I'm bored. <laughs> Can we change the subject? This is very nice for you guys. Sure. The sports so. section is always wrong. Very quiet on the podcast. Jack, like, oh, yeah, the, the boys are talking. This was a quick sports section segment this time. True. Hmm. It's true. How about Rick Remender? Did you see him lately? I, I've talked to Ricky. I haven't seen him, but I talked to him also on my birthday. Birth. Birthday. Because Marvel had a press conference for the damage he did in uh, Uncanny Avengers. Oh. You just, Spoilers. You just said people were getting killed, but you can't see that right now, right? Is that secret stuff um, you just told us? Oh, no, it, it, it all came out. Spoilers. Yeah, it came, it came out, um, and by the time this episode comes out, it'll be several weeks since, uh, it'll be out in December. So but. you'll see Bucky dies again or something? Bucky's dead again, son of a... Falcon, too. No, it was um, two, uh, two X, well, two Avengers and an X-Men. Beast? Or two X-Men and an Avenger. No, but funny you mentioned Beast because it's his best friend. Oh, uh, Warren. Oh, no, I'd be Simon, but that's all right. Hello, cool. Simon. Simon Williams. Mm. Hello, Simon. Mm. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm Simon Williams. I used to be dead, but then they revived me. Yeah, he's he's kind of dead already. Isn't he like a zombie yeah. already? Kind of. And he, um, yeah, it was good. No, it was good and dramatic. And then, like he and Wanda were catching yeah. um, yeah. a plan. Yeah. yeah, let me tell you. He was digging her too because he had uh, the vision hair transplants. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Vision's got. Vision's got his hair. He shared the same plugs. It's true. It's true. Um, I read that as a kid. I didn't know what it was. But then I, I was. I always. I was kind of bummed that they retconned that the Vision wasn't the body of the original Human Torch, but that has since been changed so that both can now exist. I like the original Human Torch. I'm a big. Well, fan. can't they just rebuild him? Because he was a robot. Just make. Well, they one. have. They have a couple times. Yeah. Brian. Uh, Brian killed him in uh, Avengers 500. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, but they, re- they rebuilt him since then. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Dr. David Banner. We can rebuild him. Now you got to say it like uh, Bill Cartwright. Dr. David Banner. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they said in the opening. We can rebuild him. We can make him a machine that runs real fast. I am Hulk. Rah. It's a good one. The creature is wanted for a murder he didn't commit. Yeah, he did. It's good stuff. Uh, I like yeah. I liked on uh, I liked on Family Guy when when Peter was speaking at a funeral, and he's like, "We're Catholics, and we believe that Jesus is not dead, but he must go on pretending that he is dead <laughs> until he can until he can calm the terrible beast within him." And he does the half Jesus, half all <laughs> Jesus picture, and he goes, "Dead, dead, dead, dead." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So they killed Brian on Family Guy. Did we talk? Oh, jeez, Louise! Oh, uh, bunch Ooh. of spoilers. Was he the dog? Yes, yeah. he was. Does, does it matter that he died? Oh, I he, think it's honestly. I just think it's just like funny, like I, parody. I think it makes sense because dogs don't live as long as people. Yeah, they should die. Die all the time. Yeah, but I thought Family Guy was like Simpsons <sighs> in terms of 
never actually oh, aged. Because Bart's been ten years old for twenty five years. Maggie's a baby still. Hello, Maggie. Hello, Maggie, darling. Yeah, we like Maggie. Maggie's awesome. I always heard back when Simpsons was still young that mm-hmm. they said that if Maggie ever talks, she's going to be voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. I heard that in a. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know, ma'am, I sure would like some oatmeal this morning. <laughs> um, didn't Elizabeth Taylor play her like talking baby talk? Really? In that one episode? Yeah, because. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forget what they like. You know, you're great, Maggie. You're a perfect Simpson. And they close the door and she's like, da, 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 da. And it's, uh, oh, wow. it's Elizabeth Taylor. Just like she sounded in uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? After about five gins. Da, da, oh, I didn't da, know that. Da. Yeah. Cool. Like, it's good. I love when you look at like the amazing celebrities that have been on The Simpsons. They had all the living Beatles. Really? Uh-huh. Really? Yep. Yeah, they had everybody but Lennon, yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. There's a couple people that you couldn't get. I, I was reading somewhere where, um, was it Al Gore? Turned them down. He's been on Futurama really? a couple of times. Yeah. Well, and I, I knew he, that because his he, daughter is a writer on Futurama. Right. Well, they tried to they tried to get him on The Simpsons, and he turned them down. And then he came back, and he said, "Hey, I'd like to be on." <laughs> they, they've never had him on. Now I think they're doing it just to screw with him. But uh, wow. <laughs> But he's been on Futurama a couple times. Why did he turn him down? Uh, I forget what the reasoning was. He had to do stuff. Yeah, maybe it was maybe it was during his uh, after he lost to Bush, and he didn't want to, you know, Bush. I don't know. It's weird though because Futurama is kind of the same people. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not the same know. thing. They're in the future. Oh, it's absolutely not the same thing, but same production company and everything. I, and once again, uh, it reminds me that I really want to get Bill Morrison on sometime. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. He's so funny, yeah, and I love. And I really want to uh, exactly. And, and I, we should get him on uh, this show. That'd be fun too. I bet he'd come on this show quicker than my show. Let's do it. Mike Carlin was. Uh, he and I were exchanging Facebook uh, thoughts the other day. Was he nice to you? He was incredibly nice to me, and also. Um, I interviewed for Word Balloon. I don't know why I'm yelling. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know why. Yeah! That's right. I'm Robert Leach. I had a fabulous lunch with Heath Corson. Uh, Heath is writing, or wrote already, the Justice League War animated uh, direct-to-video movie that's coming out um, in January or February. I forget which month. Um, but uh, Carlin is uh, like, one of his main guys, you guys would figure, go to guys at DC Animation and stuff. Yeah, and he likes cows. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, he had nothing but great things to say about Carlin. Oh, yeah. Did they mention me, Johnny? Sadly, no. Oh, see, talk about them all the time. I know. I'm sorry, man. Nothing. I got a list of uh, stars that have turned down The Simpsons. <laughs> I like it. Do it. Do it. Uh, William Shatner. I won't do it. He's he's uh, the first person to reject the show. He was approached to star in early episodes, possibly the 1992 installment Inchy and Scratchy, the movie, which featured the spoof Star Trek 7 or, or 12, so very tired. <laughs> well, <so> he, <laughs> he probably that. why. Uh, They're making fun of me, Spock. Quite yeah, but they gave Kirk a great... Okay. They gave a, 
they gave Kirk a great line in that one. It's like, Captain, the King of Klingons are coming. And he's like an old Jewish man. He's like, again with the Klingons. <laughs> and again, another guy that did Futurama. Yeah. But didn't yeah, do since, since then he's on Futurama, but yeah. Weird. Go on. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. That's shocking. You turned it down? Turned it down. Uh, they were Itchy and Scratchy were, were doing a, a, a feature of the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon Reservoir Cats, the parody of the Quentin Tarantino Reservoir Dogs. He was asked to lend his voice to the spoof, but according to Mac uh, Groening, turned down the part because he didn't like the dialogue. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he didn't like he should have rewrote it. Should have. So Simpsons regular Dan Castellana voiced the Tarantino stand-in and said, That's my impersonation. Thank you. Um, other stars. Tom Cruise, Johnny. We lost him. He it's, hates us. Uh, why does he? I'm here. I'm listening. Oh, okay. I'm, to- I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Tom Cruise, go on. Go on. <laughs> uh, season four episode, Brother from the Same Planet. Bart gets fed up with Homer's bad fathering and signs up for a big brother called Tom. He, uh, writers revealed that Cruz was approached to voice the character, hence his name, was ultimately played by dearly departed Simpsons regular Phil Hartman. Oh, wow. Why did Tom Cruise turn it down? Because uh, he's he Tom Cruise. Because he couldn't yell? Yeah, the church told him not to. There's always a Tom Cruise moment in all the Tom Cruise movies where he starts yelling. It's true. Well, he's got he's to show his acting prowess. Barney. Yeah. Is that what it's called? He, his acting prowess? He was acting with Louis that time uh, in that movie, uh, the vampire movie. I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> Antonio Banderas? Louis? Antonio. Well, when he started yelling at the vampire, he lost it. He started sounding like Tom Cruise. I've been watching, speaking of Banderas, Play It to the Bone, Ooh. the boxing movie he made with Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Woody. It's yeah. a it's a good it's a good boxing movie. It's not a good movie, but it's a good enough boxing movie. Very authentic. I don't understand, I don't understand the difference. Well, in terms of its authenticity, um, you know, like I don't like the Great White Hype. I think that's just too stupid of a movie. Um, and there are great boxing movies like Raging Bull and Rocky and stuff. Take it at a zoo, Rocky. You take you to the zoo. Um, <laughs> but play it to the bone. You know, the story is they're like two washed up uh, middleweights that get a chance because there's a it's a carnival there's a hole in the in the undercard of a Tyson fight and they need they need two guys on short notice mm. so they're asked to like come and make like 25 grand each fighting on this undercard and they get they're promised a middleweight title shot if they do it and they're friends and they've never fought each other and even in fact Woody Harrelson kind of even like mentored uh Banderas in it you know their characters, mm-hmm. and it's great. It's really and uh, what's her face? Oh God, beautiful redhead, Lolita. Div- is it Lolita yeah. Davidovich or whatever? I love that. Oh, name. she is Davidovich. so. Man, I'm telling you, worth every uh, syllable. You got to watch is uh, plays with Paul Newman. Of course, yeah. of course, that's a great movie. That's a great like late career Paul Newman. That's movie. a new one. So, yeah, I like it. And make it I don't know any of these things you're talking about. I, uh, Francesco wished me a happy birthday yesterday. I like and he wished, he, wished it, he wished it in Italian. He's, He's a friend I of I like you, Johnny. Happy birthday. He's like, you know, buono compleanos, mi amigo. And oh. I'm like, ah. That's a, like, friend. That's a friend of the broadcast, huh, Johnny? Let me tell you. He's a good friend of the broadcast. It's true. I am satisfied. satisfied. Uh, 
Thank you very much. Yeah, Rod Mars wished me well, and Franco song. wished me well. And, I did. I did. Um, you know. Did I? Did uh, I wish you well? I don't know if we talked yesterday on my birthday. That's all right, Artie. Oh, that's right. I, you always wish me well. That's all yeah, right. We kept passing each other up on the street yesterday. When I'm out on the street, oh, 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 oh. That's all true. So go on. Who else? We were Tarantino. Um, next. Yeah. Oh, one of your favorites, John. Or Choppers. Go on. Michael Caine. Who? Michael who? Say again. Caine. Oh, my, bloody Michael Caine. Yeah. Look I, look, I don't have time for the Simpsons. How about um, Christina Ricci? Was she ever on there? Yes, she was, actually. Really? Yes. Ooh. Yes, Christina Ricci has been on. I don't know how she was on that. What does she do on there? I, I'm pretty certain that she played like a girl that that Bart liked. I'm reasonably certain about that. We should look up. Was Christina there Ricci. any? Um, was she in a helicopter? She was in a helicopter. She was in Supercopter. Oh. Was there any um, strangling when she was on that show? I think so. <laughs> no, I don't think it was like Black Smith, uh, Snake Moan. No, it was. No. It wasn't Christina Ricci. Uh, no, not no. That that Black Moan Snake came out. After the Christina Ricci style was invented. I see. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it happened in that, and I thought that's what. Uh, the um, no. Here we go. We the episode first. was the summer of Four Feet Two uh, episode uh, from 1996 that Christina Ricci was in. And uh, the end of the school year and an empty yearbook causes Lisa to contemplate her lack of popularity when Ned Flanders is summoned for jury duty and offers Homer a chance to stay at his Estate? beach house. Beach House. Hey, Hadley Ho. Um, Lisa sees this as the opportunity to reinvent herself. Oh, yeah, yeah, as a slacker in the hopes of gaining friends, which proves to be far more successful than she could possibly imagine. But not if Bart has any say in the matter. I remember that one. Stupid, sexy Flanders. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like I'm wearing nothing Nothing at all. (laughs) That's a great episode. Nothing at all. <laughs> that or or when they do streetcar and Ned rips his shirt off and he's got like the manly yeah. pecs and everything. He's, he's got a six pack. Yeah, him and the him and the garden guy. That's right, Willie. Yeah. Groundskeeper Willie and him are like yeah, exactly, totally buff. That's awesome. That's uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Come on, lads, we got some digging to do. Right. I think I Jimmy the Muscle stuff. make a good groundskeeper Willie. Jimmy the Muscle is like the son of groundskeeper Willie, no question. Mm-hmm. They made a movie. He'd be good in it. He should do that for Halloween. He should totally be groundskeeper Willie. Right. But he'd have to. He'd have to cut the Samson locks. I don't know if he's willing to do that. He could pit him up. Yeah, probably pit him up. Cap. He, he could pit his, him up. That's his power and personality right now. Can't get rid of that. That's true. He wouldn't all, be the same. All his mojo is tightly braided mm-hmm. right behind his, so it's there for him if he needs it. Yeah, I understand. I respect Jaime Los Musculos. That's interesting. I, and I call him James T. Muscle. James T. <laughs> James T. Kirk. James T. Muscle. Who else? Um, Mr. John Bon Jovi. Was that, for the, was that for the Rock and Roll Camp episode? No, it was uh, for a different one called Break My Wife, Please. Break, B-R-A-K-E. Break. Like but, a uh, car. The part, was, yeah, the part was eventually given to Jackson Brown. Oh, that guy. John, he Johnny likes dick. that guy. Oh, I don't like him. Johnny doesn't like that guy. Yeah, we had a we had an encounter. Jackson Brownhole. I told have I told that story? Yeah. Brownhole. I think like six times. On the pod, have I don't I know really? if you potted it. You could pod let it out, Johnny. Let it out. Tell him, Johnny. Scream it. When, so uh, it out. 
when when Albert Brooks's movie Lost in America was oh, premiered. Yeah, and it, this is back when you know this is a long time ago. Really, this is like thirty years back ago, nineteen eighty-two. Back in the day, truly, it was on a Wednesday. Um, it was a Friday actually, oh. and um, went downtown to see it at McClurg Court Movie Theater, and that was one of the really big movie theaters in Chicago oh. still at the time. Still, um, and uh, we were in line, me and my buddy. And um, we were getting out of the way of people that were cutting through line to another line, and I bumped into oh, Daryl Hannah, cool. and I spit on my hair, heel, and there's the vivacious, still young and freshly in uh, Splash. Yeah, I guess it was early, it was later than '82 because it was after Splash had come out. Yeah, perfect, Watch beautiful balls. Exactly, man. She had like white suede boots on and a whole white ensemble. She was an angel. She was gorgeous and like tall, like the Sears uh, Tower. Uh, and you know I'm like you know the size of Willie Shoemaker and everything. Hey, how you doing? So and uh, and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I uh, I bumped. It. She's like, that's okay. And I started to say something, and and Jackson, she said, which Jackson? Brand? I said, all right, you know who we are. Fuck off. Pardon me. Ooh, <laughs> just, oh, I'm sorry. Sure speaking cause... there. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, oh, all right, fine. Jerk. Yeah. And then wow. he did a couple XRT concerts, uh, and he was not nice. So yeah, I don't. Like you should have said, well, who are you? I know her. But not you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was excited to meet him too until he opened his mouth. But um, he's not a nice guy. He um, we hate him, Johnny. Yeah, I don't like him. Why no, he, he you know it turned out it turned out too. He was hitting Daryl Hannah, so he's not a nice man. Oh, see, he, he's got he, something he, coming he, to him now. He was hitting yeah. Johnny, and he was hitting her. So. Oh, he was hitting her, not he it. Smacking wow. her around. I'm sure he was doing both actually at that time. Wow, why, it, it, why is he smacking around? Why you got to smack around, Johnny? I don't, hey, man, that guy sucks. I'm, I'm just telling you what I've heard. That's oh. what I heard. Stop buying his records now, people. Yeah. Down on the boulevard, they take it hard. In the face. Yeah. Man. I'm not that listening to his songs anymore at all. Uh, ever. She, wasn't, she wasn't much good at sticking around, but that girl could sing until I hit her. How about Daryl Hannah? Is she still flying? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's got a new rudder, right? She's, yeah. she's got to get a few parts, I think. Yeah. yeah. She's got to replace yeah, She needs some grill work. I don't know. Yeah, something. <laughs> did, she get, did she get the... She just laid off some mechanic surgery. They all start to look like the Joker. Yeah, she did. I think she tried to fix her looks, and it was like, oh, that's too bad. I think she, uh, you know what happens. I think she just laid off a group of mechanics. That's it. You laid them off, and then your 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 spaceships are in trouble after that. No, I think what happened is she tried to get a different group of mechanics, and they they screwed things up. She hired the guys without the degrees. Yeah, it's true. You know, no no yeah. trade school for those guys. It's true. God, that's funny. I've been doing a ton of plastic surgeon commercials lately. Liposuction.com. Chicago Liposuction.com, exactly. Oh, they're not paying for this spot. Come on, Jeff. You won't, be- you won't believe how good you You know are. what? You should-, you should do a commercial and have the NC and then go ahead. Squeeze one out for the muscle. <laughs> you know, Chicago Liposuction. Well, I'll say that next time. Let's see if that flies. Sque- <laughs> squeeze one out for the muscle. <laughs> Yeah, nuts. <laughs> Who else? We got to make him famous. <laughs> um, next on the list, George Takai. You um, said no. He, yeah, apparently he was on a whole bunch of episodes. He was on. I was going to say, wait a minute, that's not correct. Yeah, he, he's on a couple of different episodes, but he turned down the chance to play himself in an episode mm. uh, called Barge versus the Monorail. Uh, so that's a great eventually one. offered it to fellow Star Trek alum uh, Leonard Nimoy. Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Um, yeah, because he's in the Takei's in the Blowfish episode. He's one of the sushi uh, chefs when Homer eats the Blowfish. Yep. 
and he's in the um, he's in the one where they go to Japan, and he's he's got a million parts in that one. One of them being he's. He's the airplane pilot when they're flying over, and he's like, uh, over the over the right wing, you can see Godzilla destroying part of the city. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> we we're expecting Rodan shortly, <laughs> but in that great airplane airplane pilot kind of chatter way, <laughs> it's awesome. No, he he did a lot of really good stuff on The Simpsons, so I'm I'm throwing the flag down on that one. Yeah. I, it's not your fault, Francis, but yeah. that's like a bit of a misnomer. But I guess yeah that they. I think these are people that have been offered to play themselves uh, okay. on episodes. Oh. And then we got a uh, we got a uh, whole Court, Courtney Love whole self. <laughs> so, so the whole band, the whole band or just uh, her? Oh, just Courtney Love whole whole. Just whole whole. The heart of whole, if you will. Whole. The center of whole, if you will. Ha ha he whole. You know, I go back and forth. Sometimes she annoys me, but I have to admit, in, in some movies, she's very, she's very good. She's very good. The people versus Jack- Larry Flynn, she was very good. Oh, she's excellent she, in she that. she won awards for that one? I know she was nominated for that. I don't think she actually won. I am. Courtney Love and her band Hull were asked to guest star, but declined. Luckily, acts including Peter Frampton, Cypress Hill, and Smashing Pumpkins with Sonic Youth. Yeah. They were all pretty big deals at the time. All agreed to uh, appear in I the know. Homer Palooza episode. That's a great one. True. All right, who called for this? Who called for the string quartet? Possibly while high. I'm looking at you, Cypress Hill. <laughs> did we do that? Oh uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> <us>. <laughs> yeah. It's great. They do. They do insane in the membrane with with the string quartet backing them up. It's very funny. Insane. That at Peter Peter Frampton's mad because um, Cypress Hill sold his string quartet and his uh, inflatable pig that he bought secondhand from Pink Floyd. It's true. <laughs> Good stuff. That, I like that's that. That's the actually. one that we we uh, we watched a lot. Maybe it's just in reruns a lot. This is one of our early ones. I remember that one a lot, a lot. I remember that a lot, a lot. It was on a lot. So what you're saying is you've seen it a lot and you remember it really well. Yeah, and yeah, I know that one. I think I think it's a lot. A lot. Saw that one a lot. The next up, we have the guy who talks to empty chairs, Mister Clint Eastwood. Turned down a role. Did he? As yeah, in in one of the episodes, he was he turned it down after he said no. Producers asked Anthony Hopkins, who also said no, and then they asked Anthony Perkins, who said yes, but died before he could record the part. Ah, and then finally, uh, Hank Azaria, Simpsons regular, uh, did the the voice in that episode. Last exit to Springfield. Mm-hmm. Bummer. That's rough. Yeah, man, that that part was no good for anybody. It's a bad luck part. But he died. Anyone who said those words? Wow, harsh. Who cares? I care. I care already. Thanks, Johnny. Sorry, you're a good man. Christina Aguilera. What? What? What excuse could she have for not doing one? Uh, American Idol winner Fantasia Barrino stepped in to play Lisa's singing rival in the 16th uh, season of A Star Is Torn after Christina Aguilera turned down the opportunity. Really? Doesn't say why. I didn't want a part of this nonsense. Maybe because she was too blonde. Perhaps. She's beautiful, no matter what you say. Oh, I understand. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, this was one of my favorite episodes. (laughs) Go on, Grant. Remember that episode, The Canary, where they're, they're trapped in the mine? No. 
Is that yeah. what Sting? Yeah. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Bruce Springsteen, but then uh, they gave Sting the part. Sting had already previously been on the episode with uh, Timmy O'Toole when uh, Bart fakes being down the well. When I was uh, a kid, probably in probably high school, the, my upstairs tenant, we who would uh, see my my mom's name is Carolyn, but she would call her Carolina, and then she would say, um, "I got tickets to see Abrusa." She went, who? Abrusa. She's like, Abrusa? You know, Abrusa Springsteen. <laughs> That's what she said. So whenever I hear Bruce Springsteen, I think of that lady. Was your upstairs? Was your neighbor Chico Marx? She was, uh, no. Her name was Hopi Esperanza. But she could call me Hopi. I like it. Mm-hmm. Got to drink some water. Pardon me. Lady. Hi, everybody. Uh, I think it's great. I sound like uh, the principal and uh, Beavis and Butthead. Uh, a Bruce Springsteen. A Bruce. What was that? There's the the next one involves another a Bruce. I look forward to it. Uh, Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger play Homer's new celebrity besties in season 10's When You Dish Upon a Star. They I remember later, that. They later split up, as did the other celebrities who were first offered the part, Bruce and Demi, and also Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Wow, we're off at the part before. What the was the name of it? What was the name of it? When you dish upon a star. Oh, I remember that's a great that. One. That's yeah. yeah. When Ron Howard says Homer, we need more vodka. He's a good. I like all this. Or he steals Homer's movie idea about a talking pie in a time machine. <laughs> and they had, and they, you know, he's he's trying to pitch it to a movie studio, and he's like. How about uh, this guy finds out and he has to he has to make a decision if he or his best friend will live or die? And like, not interested. Well, what if we what if his best friend's a talking pie and there's a time machine and the guy holds hands out two bags of money? He's like, Howard, you've done it again. And he holds them up real high like a, like a champion holding a trophy, and they play the happy days music. These days are ours. Oh freeze. yeah, I remember that. That's a that's a good one. Homer, we need more vodka. He makes lawnmowers. That's his cocktail that he makes. It's wheatgrass. <laughs> it's wheatgrass and vodka. Homer, we're out of vodka. Good one. I like it a lot. I don't remember lots of the things. I'm good about like the first 10 years of The Simpsons, and then I go blank. Yeah. Yeah. So what's this rumor I, I'm hearing about Katie Sackhoff? I like that name, by the way. <laughs> Love Katie Sackhoff. What about her? Katie Sackhoff is possibly uh, uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. Oh, that'd be excellent. Okay. Oh, she'd be fantastic. That's perfect. I, I saw something about that on Twitter. I didn't pay attention to it. Um, that's great. I certainly hope it's true. because be she's, right? she's She's perfect. She, especially Kelly Sue's version of Captain Marvel. Absolutely. Yeah, Sackoff. Now I'm a big Sackoff fan. She's awesome. Yeah. She's also in that fine show uh, Longmire that I love. Longmire. <laughs> Exactly. She's a deputy. Deputy. It's my wife, deputy. Debbie, de- deputy. Deputy. Oh, I heard from my friend Debbie. She she, oh, yeah. she wished me. She wished me a happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Finally. She's adorable. Nice. Oh. Oh, we're back. <laughs> I got another list. You want another list? Yeah, what I love you. I like I like when Francis has his list, please. Things continue. that kill more people than sharks. I don't know if we want to go down this road. 
You mean things that kill more... Wait a minute. Things that kill more people than sharks. Like things like sharks, that kill, kill more kill than people. what... No, th- things that kill people more than sharks do. What What website and possible <laughs> line of interest would make somebody go, well, I'm going to come up with a list of things that kill more people than sharks? Because sharks, you don't want to get killed by a shark. And you're afraid of sharks, so you don't go in the water. So someone's like, hey... There's other things that are going to kill you more than that. Yeah, but a percentage of getting eaten by – like I know I'll never get eaten by a shark because I'm not going to go in the ocean. Right. Artie's not going to go in the ocean. Problem solved. Yeah. Unless, unless it's a shark, uh, Sharknado or – Mike, you, know, you give a shark or... a gun or a samurai sword or something. Exactly. Then the, then the, <laughs> then the, uh, the percentage goes up slightly. Lance it's true. It's like when Nev Campbell got divorced, <laughs> the percentage went up at least by one. Nev Campbell. You know? I got a good story about Neff Campbell going. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a shark with a sword. You got to watch out. Shark with a sword. Mm-hmm. You should put that in the next uh, like yeah, comics. Shark with before you before you go on that, um, there's a great uh, film documentary out called Seduced and Abandoned, Ooh. and it's Alec Baldwin and uh, James Toback, the director, and they're trying to Katie make Sackhoff? a. No, they're trying to make a new version of Last Tango in Paris. That's the dirty Marlon Brando movie. Oh my god. <laughs> and um, but they want they want Nev Campbell to be the the oh, young love the dirty one, yeah. yeah yeah and unfortunately you know they went to Cannes the film festival in France and um, they're trying to get it you know uh, is there where she lives now no they're trying to get financing independent financing from some foreign investors yeah and they're all very pragmatic about it and they're like Nev Campbell is a lovely woman and an excellent actor but means nothing at the box office. Oh. And they're like, you know, trying to convince him to get like more marketable women and stuff. And, and they still want to use Nev Campbell and they still say they that there there can still be a part for her, but she wouldn't be the one that's uh, getting sexed up by uh, oh. so, by, so no. they're saying they don't want to see her naked. That's what they're really No, I don't think so. I think it's more that like because she's now, you know, if she's not 40, she's close to 40. They want a young, you know, they want like honestly they said like the limelight for a while. Yeah, they were saying like Jessica Chastain. Yeah, and she's been doing more artsy movies and stuff. And I don't mean Art, Art and Franco kind of artsy. Oh, uh, that's oh, that can only be true. But uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And they they're like, yeah, we love her, but you know, no, it's not good. So very interesting. So movie. they're trying to tell her that she should just get in into uh, she should retire playing and like buy some buses. That's well, you saying. saw you might. I don't know if you guys are aware of that documentary that came out years ago that searching for deborah winger that roseanne arquette made and it was all about um how women you know men have the same problem but it's worse for women that yeah once they you know are considered you know their 40s and very few women in their 40s still get to be the sexy girl and stuff like that or even you know they either have to be the mom like look at diane lane in supergirl yeah. you know she's still flying though helen oh, she looks great. Well, Helen Mirren's one of those rare exceptions, yeah. you know. Hello, so, darling. Did you guys think that picture, and this would be for the listeners as well who follow us on I like her Pink. better now. Well, I, I, I think she, as she matured, she, she's been a, a different kind of beauty. Yeah. But I don't see the Jennifer Lawrence thing that everyone else sees. What I did see, and some guys mentioned it, was I could kind of see Hillary Duff. In a young Helen Mirren, but I, I didn't, uh, I didn't think she looked like Jennifer Lawrence. See, I see Jennifer Lawrence, or I see that lady and those other ladies instead of the icy opposite. 
I don't know. Uh, just, I don't know what I'm saying. I was going to say, yeah, you just blew my mind. I have no idea. I don't what know what I'm saying, Johnny. It just blew my mind, sir. My last page of Battlestar Galactic. <laughs> <laughs> you can get sacked off. All that and then I could be done. No, I'm you sorry. It's that. Yeah, keep it. Take it off. Sack off. I like sack off. So go on. What, what can kill us worse than sharks? Oh, okay, it's a list. Uh, <laughs> obesity kills 30,000 people annually. See, this like so does natural death. You know, so I don't yeah, know. one of the natural death things is obesity. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the way to go, really. I, I like it. Lightning, ten thousand people annually. All right, yeah, this is going to be a stupid list uh, of like. No, it gets the better. Obvious. It's good. Uh, avalanche, I avalanche. Scrolled, I scrolled down so it gets air, better. Air, airplanes. Okay. Go on. Weather. Go. Texting, six thousand annually. You could die from texting. Apparently. Well, if you're not paying attention, yeah. Because yeah. you might spell something wrong. Yep. Oh man, That's I gotta exactly be careful. Happened. I know. So your thumb could what, fall off, what? and you could bleed to death at night. Watch your watch your punctuation. Mm-hmm. Hippos. Your CM punctuation. Kill about three thousand people annually. Yeah, but if you don't go in the water or the zoo, hippos they they can come on land. They could. They're like yeah. sharks with legs. <laughs> They're exactly like sharks with legs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they don't. They don't make the same noise, though. I think sharks go. Ah, 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 but I don't think hippos do that. I think they may sound different. You think what, if 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 the music associated with sharks killing people is da da da, da you don't like that music? What would be the hippo version of that? I think it would be more like. Mm, oh, <laughs> oh. I agree. Mm, or oh. the or the. Or the Peter uh, Potamus theme song. <laughs> it might be. Oh, baby, you're so big. You're so large and plumpy. Oh, baby. You're so big and round and big. Wow. All right, moving on and away from that. Uh, airplanes, of course. Volcanoes. Volcanoes, yeah, but 800, about 900 people annually, volcanoes. Really? Really? 900 yeah. people? Yeah, that's about 900 people. 850, 845 people. They should annual. do a list that um, what kills more sharks than kills more people. Mm. You know? I wonder if well, there's I... any volcanoes that kill sharks. Ooh. Wow. That'd be a good list. Active. Good one. Yeah. 600 people annually, autoerotic asphyxiation. Really? Yeah. That's how the come the... The karate guy died. I was going to say David Carradine. Yeah, yeah. Beta, beta Carradine. He died that way. <laughs> David Carradine. I saw him. That's his name. Come on now. Yeah, I saw him at a show one time. And I said that. Did you really? Yeah. Me and Rose saw him. And she couldn't remember his name, but I said it rhymes with Beta Carradine. <laughs> so that became his name. Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah, Bill kills more people than sharks, I'm sure. He had. A, I liked his uh, Superman theory. Which one? Oh, in uh, Kill Bill, yeah. Yep. That was, that was excellent. Uh, shopping on Black Friday kills 550 people annually. Not That's a, why I didn't do it. Yeah, but what if you sharp, sharp, shark with shops or sharp? You know shop what I'm saying? Shark. Yeah. Sadly, we know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. If you do that, it's worth Shark with shops. Percentage huh? goes up extremely. Uh, Artie, you got to watch out for this next one. Falling out of bed. 450 people annually. Really? We're yeah. From the top bunk? 
<laughs> from a regular bed, sir. Would he land on their neck? On their ass neck hole thing. They should say should be more specific. Yeah. This is a good pod. It's a great pod. I think pod. Jimmy Palmiotti would have <laughs> turned it off. It's a fantastic pod. <laughs> Palmiotti told me one time uh, that he can't listen to a lot of them because they suck. So this is probably one he turned off. <laughs> I think you're right. Actually, I've heard I've heard his pod, and it's pretty much like along the lines of this. You want to hear something interesting? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to play something off my laptop. Hold on. This is what he like does. Plays. That's exactly what he does. Oh wait, Amanda's in the room. Say hi, Amanda. Hi. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we're going good then. I'm telling you, no, you, you know, well, and again, he's saying it. He's not listening to Jim. He's telling you to listen to Jimmy Palmiotti, not to to that he has to listen. He talks and then he does it with the guys uh, that live in. Oh God, Doesn't I forget which. Pants, does he? No, not not with uh, pants. Uh, 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 no, uh, like one Greenland. of the Greenland, like. Kind of in the Greenland area. Not, it's not Greenland, and it's not Iceland. It's not uh, what's the uh, pink? Tasmania. Yeah, pink. No, but they're in the Atlantic. Uh, they're in the Atlantic time zone like an hour an hour earlier than the Eastern time zone. It's like way north Canada country. The city of Atlantis. Let's say the city of Atlantis. It's like sharks. I do it. Get it. It's exactly like sharks. What is? What else we got with the sharks? How many people die from the bathtubs? Head? 340 Bastards. people annually. See, another water-related event. Like if there's a That's shark in it, what if there's a shark in your tub? Which one do you count as the stats? Well, how do you explain this one? Deer. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have to call Allstate and see what the adjuster says. Deer. 130 people annually. You're evil. Deer. deer. They kill you. Fear? Deer. Fear. Deer. Oh, but fear okay. of deer. I thought you were doing, yeah, I thought you were doing like a Bill Cosby thing. Fear. No. It's a condition that people have, you see. Deer. Bambi. <laughs> deer. Bambi. Now. Bambi. Bambi kills 130 people annually. I believe that. I see deer all the... Do, do you see deer out by you, already? Yeah, the sticks? they're out here, yeah. They're out They're out by me, too. I they're all over the place here. We're, look, we're looking for squatch lately. I hit one every other day. Do you really hit one every other day? Every other day. Every other day of the week is fine. Yeah, they're out here, man. We see um, herds <laughs> or uh, packs, whatever they call them, of coyotes. But they're saying that the coyotes are rogue, but we see like two and three and four at a time together. Rogue. How do they go rogue? What does that mean? Like they, they don't talk to the other coyotes anymore? Yeah, they, get, they get an attitude. They get all emo. And then they run around outside by themselves. When they when they go rogue, that's usually called uh, uh, rabies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> when they don't, don't hang out with anybody else. But yeah. they said Former- uh, I heard that coyotes like to go by themselves. And, but we see them in packs, and, and people around here or in the news or whatever said that that's not always the case. I had a coyote here on my lawn one morning. I let the dog out, and the dog's out there barking at something. Mm-hmm. And I go out there, and there's a coyote lying down on my lawn. And uh, wow. he was just acting all weird. Uh, I called the dog back in, and I, I called the police, and I, I told them. I said, there's a coyote on my lawn. And they're like, yeah, we can't do anything about it. Like what are you talking about? This thing's like on my lawn, and it looks like it's it's got rabies because it's acting all weird. Mm-hmm. It won't it won't shoo away. It won't, won't doesn't get scared. And they're like, well, we can't do anything about it. I'm like, well, yeah, they want it. What about, they say they could remove it if you catch it. What well, about they animal said, they said if you can get it out onto the road, then we have to come get it. But if I'm like, I'm not going near that thing. <laughs> 
but, there isn't there isn't like animal control, like even on the state I, level. I or tried something. to call animal control, and then they um, they eventually sent someone over. Who, someone my wife knew. Uh, so he came over and he he uh, he caught him, and then they tested him, and he had rabies. So wow, ah, not good. Yeah, crazy. Don't they all have rabies though? They're all not wild, all crazy animals. I don't know. Ed Obradovich, the former bear, um, used to have a really bad coyote problem. Chicago bear, not uh, a grizzly bear. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you, uh, you clarified that. Well, and just in case, or or it could have been a, Cal- a University of California bear or something like that. But anyway, um, king of bears. He was having a real bad coyote problem on his property, and he said that for a while he was sit he would sit on his back porch with his gun, <laughs> like ready ready to kill coyotes. Well, yeah, was, I'm like, geez, Ed. Yeah, we would see him in the back, uh, our back field lot thing. We'd, they'd be out there. Wow. Yeah, and when it gets colder, they uh, they come out to the open. It's true. It's all true. True story. Oh. Yeah. All right, moving on with the list. Icicles. It'd be good if they showed Roadrunners. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> you get noisy down there. Like, beep, beep, and all that stuff. Beep, beep. It's true. You got to get... You got to get things from the Acme, Acme Novelty Company to take care of the coyotes. That's right. I wouldn't mind seeing some squatches, though. <laughs> <laughs> one one day, one day, my friends, you'll see. We're going to find those things. <laughs> I was watching Jason Siegel in that five-year engagement movie, and he imitated a Bigfoot. <laughs> and he walked like Bigfoot, and he did the pose, the half-crouch pose when he <laughs> When he right. turns for cameras and stuff. And it was great. He really did look like a Bigfoot. See? They're real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Icicles fun. kill 100 people annually just in Russia. Really? Oh. Did you guys ever watch those uh, when they've got uh, the Russian cars that have cameras mounted on the dashboard? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you see all the insane Russian uh, the traffic rage? accidents. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, road rage and like logs a, logs I, falling off of back of, off of uh, the back of trucks. And, I saw yeah, one to, where a lot of road rage. Truck hit a car head on, and he was ejected from the truck, and he landed on his feet on the road. Is, are you sure that wasn't a James Bond movie? No, it was it was one of those dashboard cams. Wow! And and I heard that a lot of the Russians have the dashboard cams because there's a lot of problems with um, car thefts. Which is yes. why they they have all the dashboard cams in the cars. Well, and I cameras. I think that's how, that's how we got uh, when there was a meteor shower in right, Russia. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And people had live footage of the meteors actually hit. It, it was just like watching Cal L land on uh, on Earth from Krypton. Who's gonna <laughs> save me? Yeah. Sure. Right, moving down the list, Artie. Yes. Yes. Hot dogs kill seventy people annually. How? 70. 70. <laughs> How are they going to kill people? I guess you, you choke, choke on them? I guess. You know what the real stat is? <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> Yeah, what is it? The real stat is how many sharks kill people annually. Because if they kill one, then oh, this is going to be... Oh, all, these, all these are more. All these are more. Because seven. Seven hot dog deaths. 70. Seven zero. Oh, 70. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Tornadoes, uh, on average, sixty people annually, and one Superman dad. One super—that's true. But does that count as a death or a sacrifice? 
Oh, I interesting. Don't know if that could count in the stats because he volunteered. So no, it would still be a statistic, yeah. Yeah, but if he didn't jump in there, it wouldn't. It would be six because he could have been saved. So I don't think that one counts. So you take one away from that tornado. All right, so we're taking that out of the list then. Yeah. So we're going to jump down to the next one. Jellyfish kill 40 people annually. We're getting closer. Dogs, 30 people annually in the United States. Wow. Oh, you're going to hate this one, Artie. Ants, 30 really? people annually. Ah, uh, why? You know, you know, one time, one time, <laughs> my, I was outside with the kids. My daughter was only, she was barely walking. And um, we're out there with the garden, cutting grass, doing whatever we got to do. And I found an anthill, and I saw the kids. That's where the ants live. We could just watch them. Could don't just watch where they go. And I'm trying to be an educational dad. I go you were in the trying house. Trying to do the whole uh, national National Geographic thing. Yeah, look at what they do. Look at they're all working together and they're all doing their thing. And then I go. I walk away from them to go do something and I come back and my kids are standing on the anthill and they're both crying. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? They're like, and, the, and the, the ants were all the way up their legs. Like they're, oh. they're all fighting them. And oh, I had oh, to bring man. the baby in. I'm like Audrey, I had to bring her in and I had to take all their clothes off right away and throw them in the shower. Cause they were all getting, they like, what did you guys do? Well, we we're watching them. I know I didn't say to stand on them. <laughs> so, they got it in the anthill. Yeah, it was horrible. So they were afraid of ants for a while. For bugs crawling. Yeah, it was not good. But that's, <laughs> that really happened. It's a true story. <laughs> Man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, Artie, uh, great uh, noir movie on tonight at 11 o'clock with Glenn Ford called The Big Heat. Oh, yeah, I like Glenn Ford. Oh, that's, uh, that's Glenn Ford. His dad. I might watch that's it true. with my dad and just say, and while he's watching it, instead of saying that's Glenn Ford, I'm going to say, Dad. That's Superman's dad. He'd be like, it's true. what? <laughs> All right, just a couple more to go on this list. 13 right. people annually killed by vending machines, Artie. Oh, that's not good. What do the vending, vending machines do? I'm, I'm sure they're shaking them for free food and stuff, and they fall they on attack them. attack them at night. Yeah, they, yeah. They, See, they, you give them a samurai sword and nothing's right That would be that. an awesome horror film, Revenge of the Vending Machines. Vendor. We Maybe. we eat out of them all day long, and the, at night they come after us. Starting, <laughs> starring Brian Michael Vendis and Verma Farmiga. <laughs> Verma Vendis. Uh, roller, roller coasters, six people uh, annually. Well, they go flying. So six. Six. So, so far, it's morning sharks. Sharks, five people annually. Really. And if you, I bet, like if you do a um, a CSI thing or a Walter White thing, um, you could prevent those accidents because something because like on Walter White, spoiler, when he <laughs> choked that girl, when he choked that girl and she died, and then the airplane crashed, it's probably something like that, like something happened that day where they tell you not to eat because you get a cramp. And those people probably ate, and then they they went and looking for sharks. Or somebody says, "Come on, it's dinner time." So now, come on, mom, five more minutes in the water with the fish. And she goes, "Okay, but don't wear that red thing because you know what attracts those sharks." 
and he wore it. What did she say? Does it, well, does it red attract bulls? <laughs> what does it have to well, do with bull, sharks? The bull shark, yeah. That's <laughs> the number one killer. And then they probably uh, see they didn't listen to mom and all that. and Thinking about Jason Voorhees and all that stuff happened, see? So I don't think that's true. I don't think that's an accurate prediction. I think you have to factor in each individual case of those five. Because maybe they were squatching. Someone told them to go look in the water. I don't want to see how many, see how many, how many frisbees were involved in those sharks. Because if those are frisbee, then it's not right. I'm not understanding any of this logic. It's all true. I think Artie, Artie just made the greatest movie that will never be made in his mind. <laughs> oh, it's there. I like, I like, this, I like the fact that when the shark attacks people. It goes, because <laughs> yang I don't. They probably gnaw on you first. There's a warning. I'm biting your leg now. I'm gonna bite your leg. There's only five of you, all stupid people. Oh, they did that on Family Guy too. Where the the shark comes up and says, "Hey, I'm gonna bite your leg now." That's right. He talked like the guy who I'm. I'm gonna come over and bite your leg now. <laughs> yeah. oh, it was like that guy. Sure, I probably shouldn't eat you, but I just ate. But still kind of hungry. <laughs> I like. Uh, I, I was going to say that Artie's uh, logic in that movie making was the kind of uh, thinking behind the fine cartoon series Jabberjaws. Yeah. Well, yeah. my kids ask me all the time because we see coyotes and how to kill ants. They always ask me, um, "What kind of animal will will attack and eat you?" And I I tell them all the time, if an animal thinks you will fit in his mouth, he'll he'll eat you. <laughs> That's the only reason I have. The coyote thinks he could eat that little six-year-old running around. He will try. And if not, he'll call two of those other people in his wolf pack. They'll come get you. It's true. <laughs> Nature with Art Balthazar. That's right. <laughs> you got PBS on PBS this fall. The ants thought they could eat those kids. It's true. It's bad. Really happy. Oh, yeah. yeah like, it's good. I'm almost on my I'm almost done with this last page. We're waiting for it. Baltazar Baltazar Galactic. I'm waiting for it, because as soon as you're done with that last page, I'm going to bed. There you go. I just <laughs> called it Baltazar Galactic. Well if that's the case, we should we could wrap up. We had a good one there. We had a good pod. Was this a good one, Johnny? I'm gonna look. Um Yeah, this is shorty, but that's all right. We we only been on for like five minutes. We've been on for like fifty minutes. Oh, yeah, that's what I said, fifty minutes. I got fifty eight sixteen. I got fifty four oh four as far as far I got as recording. Fifty eight fifteen now. Sixteen. I got the little howl. That's good country. Yeah, he was just on it before we started recording. That's all right. He's get, come we'll, back. He'll come, he'll come back. Where Johnny, what did you do special for your birthday, Johnny? I told you nothing. I went uh, I I had to work, so I I spoke to uh Greg Rucka and I spoke to Rich Burkett and uh sure. Burchett and uh, Rick Remender. And Tom Brevoort. Mm. You didn't go out and buy yourself something special? Something, something, little something, something? Did I buy anything for myself yet? I bought a book. Um, I bought a book. <laughs> I uh, I did. I bought, um, I bought two books, actually. Hey, guess what? Bought a biography you might be interested. I guess by the voice you might know who I'm talking about. Bing. I bought a Bing biography. And yeah, five minute made in the shade. No, this jazz, uh, <laughs> this jazz um, historian. Gary Glidden's wrote this amazing book about Bing Crosby, and it ends in 1940. Mm. Um, 
And but no, it's kind Is of. That when he passed really, away? No, he died in like the seventies or something. Remember, he had David Bowie at the house. We sang a little Christmas oh, song. Pa, pa, I don't know pa, if you remember. Peace on Earth. Sharks will eat us. Perhaps we'll see. Unless we're attacked by a vending machine. There you go. Um, I bought that, and I also bought a, a biography of Gene Tunney, the heavyweight champ of the 20s. Oh, I know him. And uh, guy fought Jack Dempsey twice. And um, when I did my radio documentary about Dempsey and Tunney, the author was on. It was while he was still writing the book, Jack Cavanaugh. And I never I never did buy the book after he finished it. So I'm like, oh, I got to buy that. So I did. It was very cool. So yeah, those are the two birthday gifts I gave for myself. He's Art Balthazar is David Bowie. John Suntress, John Yoko Jim Suntress is Bing Crosby. Hey, how's it going? Why don't you come into the house for a minute? You know, when I was in Catholic school, I don't know why we went to this Catholic school. When I I was in sixth grade, my parents took us out of this awesome school to go to this Catholic school where they had the nuns were teaching. And um, I, I, I hated it. But they used to have... They used to have dogs and pets, so they had animals in the school. Like you would see their dogs, cats, just creatures walking around. But every morning when we started, we were we would sing the, uh, you know, the, the Pledge of Allegiance and, and God Bless America. But we would always sing the Little Drummer Boy every day. I don't <laughs> know day? why. Every day. For all my ninety days, I was there. So wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's not Christmas season, nope. and you're singing. Come, they told yep. him, and we had really? to practice every morning. It's probably my crazy bat, crazy nun. She probably loved the song, so she would make us sing it. And then one day, now just the boys, and then now just the girls, and so. Did she um, build a big boat on the playground and gather everybody two by two as well? She's probably leading up there. I think we lasted from <laughs> September to Christmas time, but I think we were. Oh, you were practicing it for for Christmas. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, maybe. I, I yeah, hope maybe. so because we didn't last that long. <laughs> what do you mean you hope so? Because <laughs> that would make sense. Because so did you did you leave the school before you did the Christmas pageant? Yeah. Was it a te- we was there, it a temporary thing? We were there because Chicago Public Schools kept striking. And so oh. we, my parents were getting frustrated because we would uh, be home. We were, remember they Detroit. were home for like four months or something. It was okay, a long so time. yes, so they were concerned about you getting an education. So yeah. they stuck you. So we switched Catholics. schools and we went to a private school, and that wow. sucked so bad. It was awful. I hated it. But that's though. That's you know that shows you how good your parents are that they wanted to make yeah. sure you guys had education. And I remember our principal saying, "You're making a mistake." And then when we left, I remember the I was sixth grade, and I remember the principal saying, "Well, you're always welcome back. Let us know whenever you want to come back." And I'm so glad I went back. But I don't have any idea of why we were singing "Little Drummer Boy" every single day, starting first day of school. And um, it's funny because I I still left the song, but I know the whole all the words. <laughs> oh man, I know the whole thing. Yeah. It'd be funny if, like, when so, you're 50 years old, you, you're actually like a sleeper agent, and that song will set you off. <laughs> <laughs> like Reggie Jackson in uh, in the first Naked Gun movie. Yeah. I must kill the queen. <laughs> That's true. I like it. I like it. Yeah, with Montalban. 
Hey, do you realize I saw a great old Montalban film? It's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> that's my favorite. Yay! That's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I'm the usher. Um, he, uh, I saw this 1950 Montalban film called Mystery Street that, according to film historians, might be one of the first forensic uh, criminology movies like CSI and all that stuff. And because uh, there's, he was trying to solve a murder, and all he had to work with was like one leg bone and a lot of pain. His own? No, oh. the murder victim. And he's just this like he's just a cop. He's his character was Portuguese, and it was a New England story. So he was at Harvard and talking to the forensic scientists at Harvard that were helping him. But it's just this matter of fact cop movie, very low key, but a really good script, and it was directed by. John Sturgis, who did Magnificent Seven and The Great Escape, among yes. other fine films. And uh, Do You Realize was really good in it. I was really impressed because it's like 1950 Monobond. So it's it's interesting seeing him that young. Did you show his chest? No, I did not. I did not take my shirt off. But You know who, who he reminds me of? Um, maybe, they, maybe they could be related. But the guy who played Fring on Breaking Bad. You know that guy? The drug dealer? Yes. Looks like he could be related to Montalban. That's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. But one of the uh, one of the digital channels is going to start to show Fantasy Island from the start. Oh, I heard that. Um, Wonder Woman going to be on MeTV. Boy, I'm setting a VCR. A lot of Lyle Wagner sightings in that fine show. It's funny. I was just on Facebook and someone put up a new picture of Linda Carter. On online, like think. Yes. Well, I don't have to look. Did you say new or with a D in there? No, no, no. New, a new one, like brand new. Can we pretend that he actually said with a D in there? You could just say yeah, da-duh. She's good. Yeah, she's all right. I like there to come over to watch the kids. I could go out with my wife once in a while. It's true. It's true. Nobody cares. You can take that out, Johnny. It's not good. I still like No, I'm keeping it in. Oh, man. It hurts. Oh, I, I, li- I like it, but it hurts. It hurts. It's all true. It hurts. I'm almost done with this page, Johnny. Sack off. Sack off. I like Katie. She's good. She was a, a masculine, very feminine Starbuck. It's kind of yes, good. But, but, but still pretty and still sexy. Yeah. No, she's good. She was on uh, She's on that workaholic show. And she was a crack whore on that show. She, <laughs> that one of the guys takes to a wedding. She's... um. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say that. She's awesome on TV, and she would qualify for the take her to the family picnic, and you'll get the attention. But she's oh, yeah. a little – she's a step above that too. Like you could take We're, her somewhere else too. I, I'm on I Like Pink, sir. I don't see a new Wonder Woman uh, page or picture. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. you got to look for it. How far down? Yeah. I don't know. Further, further, down than, further down than Scoopy-Doo? They just put it up. There's a whole – they just put it up while I was looking. There, you. All right, well, I'll go back and look for you, Johnny. I'll I, I will play I'll forensic to a scientist and I see Helen for you. And the magic that you do. And the magic. Oh, I saw. I saw that. Are you thinking of Mary Tyler Moore, sir? No. Oh, yeah. That was a good picture, difference. too. Someone put her up there, too, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, real old uh, black and white uh, pre-Dick Van Dyke show. I like that. At that oh, my God, she's stunning. Black and white with no volume, just the way I used to watch her. It's true. Peace <laughs> on. 
Now, if they're if they're listening and putting up requests, I would like Janet with sweatpants, please. Dude, I'm telling you, the next time we're at a convention with Catherine Immerman, uh, I'll make her like <laughs> give you full, full details because she. I told you she was. Oh, you she I, saw Janet's goodies, right? Janet. She, she did. Yeah. She she she's had the privilege, if you will. <laughs> oh, it's not there, Johnny. I guess See? someone must have taken it down. See, I saw. Um, it was there. I don't believe you. I saw. I'm going to look for the picture online and show it to you. <laughs> I saw that other girl. Um, the girl plays Terry. I saw her yelling at Jimmy Jowa once at the New York show. Wow! Yelling at him real hard. Jimmy Jowa. Jimmy- <laughs> John, meet Jimmy John. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> he spit on you. Ooh. Hot, yeah, he hocked in his hand, and then oh, I think Franco found Touched the picture. That's the picture they put up, but it's been taken down. But this was the picture that was up there. All right, I'm gonna look for it. I'm gonna, I, don't, I don't see it yet. I'll have to look at the link. Peace on earth. All right. Yeah, that puzzled me. Uh, I think it's probably why my parents took me out of that school. They're like, looking, looking. but they probably took Nuts. you out before Christmas because you're like thinking, <laughs> why am I singing this song every day? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's funny because uh, well, I never revealed this ever, but um, my brother was—he uh, must have been in first grade or second grade—but he was a real smart kid, and he was acing all of his tests, getting A's, and then correcting papers, and he was doing brilliantly. And then I remember when my parents said, "Um, going to take us out of the school because um, some of the." some of the nuns would spank the kids if they got the answer wrong at the blackboard. Ooh. Yeah, they'd hit them in the butt. So I told my parents about that because they didn't do that to me because I remember my parents saying, don't touch our kids. Um, and so when we were going to get taken out of the school, the nun took me in the hallway and got all my test papers. And um, she, <laughs> it was funny because I'm a little sixth grader and I noticed it. I just you can't fool. I, I guess Baltazar's and Chicago's were just smart. So we, she had all my test papers with the original scores crossed out, and she put the test scores lower than what they really <laughs> what they really were. I remember that. I don't know. You could edit what, that. What too. Was her, what was I'm cutting that whole thing out. Do what now? What was the reason for doing that? Oh, because she was showing me if you're leaving our school. Why Why would you leave our school to go to another school when you're not even smart enough to pass these tests? Oh. Yeah. She told me that in the hallway. What a and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I never – it's just crazy. Even as a kid, you're like, wait a minute. You're my teacher. <laughs> Shouldn't should you be nice to me? I'm nice to you. <laughs> I remember that. I don't know wow. if I ever told my parents that. See? Um, when they, they'll great- hear it on the pod right now. <laughs> That's a that's a great Linda Carter picture. Aren't they? I like that when you talk about Wendy Williams in those crazy school. And the, I like the red. Nipples. I like red popsicles very much, Lois. Nipples, the good ones. <laughs> yeah, that one too. Am I right? Is this the picture you were telling me about, Francis? Yes. She's eating a wow. popsicle. Yeah, it's a pretty good picture already. <laughs> um, I got. I don't know if I should do that or finish color. It was on the pink site very briefly, but uh, now it's kind of. Is it offensive? Picture. No. no, it's suggestive. Is it not offensive? Linda at her best. She looks good. She's in her prime. See, because there's a time 
when um, that kind of stuff could be done. And there's a time where they try to stretch it. Like they order new planes where they know they're never going to pull mileage out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but when you see her now today, she is always like very elegantly classy. Oh, yeah. And and still looks great she, for her, especially she was, for her age. She was recently God. on an episode of uh, Two and a Half Men. Too. Yeah. I was just going to say really? that, yeah. yeah. I bet you look good there. Yeah, she did. She was a great, nice looking lady. Oh, yeah. She holds up good, Johnny. She had a good run. Well, she looked. She looked great in that Superheroes PBS documentary, but we know that they had amazing makeup people because we know even the men that we know. Yeah, Len Wein looks spectacular. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, was, tell, I was telling Heath Corson, I'm like, this wasn't on the air, but we were talking, and we love Len Wein. I want that clear because he's a great guy. Yeah. He really is a very sweet guy. But, you know, it's okay. He's like, if he's not 70, he's close, and um, he's got very wrinkly skin. I like Len Wein because they have a big uh, fancy party. And they invite him, and he shows up like the way he looks all the time. Yeah, he's always like – he looks like he's about to go on an expedition to the mysterious island. Yeah, okay, he's been squatching. Yes. You know? Yeah, he does look like he's going to go make some content. It's true. <laughs> well, he's um, looking for the window. When to go. When to go. Uh, but he uh, – yeah, he looked – He looked. his skin looked as smooth as a baby's butt on that PBS documentary. And we're like, oh, they got good makeup, man. Yeah. Because Lens, as I like to say, Lens' face sometimes looks like the Constitution. Oh, so man. it's not good. It's not good. I like oh. that guy. He's a good man. He's a good. He's a very, very good guy. Heath Heath pods with him uh, almost all the time because they're on the Nerdist Writers uh, Comic Writers Panel. Who does? And it's, this guy Heath Corson, who wrote that Justice League cartoon. He pods with he, him. Yep. So you got a pod, pod too. Yep. That's why I had him on. Oh, I had him on to talk cool. about the movie, but also about his podcast. Yeah, he's with that guy Ben Blacker. That's right. Good guys. Good men. You get all the good guys, Johnny. We try, sir. And the good women, too. Oh, yeah. Off the good guests, I should say. It's true. Well, we try. We try. And then we have our fun here. If you had a, you had too. If you had baseball cards, if they had a, a word balloon baseball cards, you would go through that card stack saying, got him, got him, need him, got him, got him, had him, got him, got him, had him, got him, need him. Yeah. Yeah, there's only, there's only a handful that I'm still trying to get that I, I need them, and I haven't got them yet. How about George Perez? Do you ever have him on there? I've had him on uh, floor convention interviews okay. and stuff, so I think that counts. Yeah, because I like to like people to tell me, well, that doesn't count. And I'm like, of course that counts. Hey, you what are you spoke to him, you recorded him. Yeah, yeah, it was on Word Balloon. Yes, it counts. Yeah, but it was only ten minutes. Yeah, only ten minutes. Yeah, how long have That's you talked to him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Len's like that too. Len Wayne's like that. He, I've only had him on floor floor uh, interviews. That's right. But he's a great great guy. I could just have Rose Rose put someone up, put some feelers out there for Rose. So we need this guy. Feelers. That's how I got to meet James Robinson because of Rose. Uh, hello. Not James Robinson. No. Jerry Robinson. I mean. Oh, I met Jerry, yeah. and I uh, there's one of my great regrets that I wasn't able to get him on in time before he passed away. Uh, and Cubert too. Oh. Yeah. So sad. Very sad. Uh, Al Plastino, uh, we should mention, has passed away uh, around the time of this recording, and one of the fine Superman ar- ar- artists. Man, Marty Marty Pasco wrote an excellent obit for him, and I put it over at I Like Pink because Marty really, you know, beyond his Superman work, he was an artist artist who a lot of the syndicated strip people knew could come in and ghost for somebody yeah. if something bad happened. And there is that f- famous story of uh, him. Uh, Tribune or whoever or United Features, whoever had peanuts, 
had commissioned him to do teachers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, They they commissioned him to do a year of uh, Schultz uh, peanuts in case Schultz got sick. And like Schultz saw it and was like even more determined to never have a sick day or whatever. Apparently, he didn't like his strips. No, he liked them, but he was he was like, oh no, you know this guy is good. Oh, he saw his time coming. Well, he was just afraid. I think that like you know yeah you know yeah this guy could do it if I if if something were to happen to me or whatever. So, but he did the um, the Superman uh, final mission for President Kennedy uh, story back in the. The one that was never printed, right? No, it was print. It was printed. It was just supposed to come out, and then he got uh, killed. And then Johnson, after Johnson took over, said, "No, you guys should do it as a memoriam to him." So about four or five months after the assassination, it did come out in 1964. Is that the one where recently in the news they had um, the pages? Yes. Yeah, they were because supposed to be when a collection or an au- or a museum or something. Yeah, um, Heritage was auctioning him off, and Plastino, this was years ago, Plastino found out, yeah. and he was bummed because... Well, he thought they were at a museum. Yeah, at the JFK Museum. He thought that they were supposed... Because it says it at the end of the story that the original art was going to the JFK yeah. Museum. So, and Mark Wade actually mentioned something about that, too, where I think Swan, Kurt Swan, did a version of the story, too. And that's the stuff that either... Yeah, that's the stuff that went to the museum. Oh, I see. I'm not really now I'm getting it wrong. I'll, I'll look it up before so we... So a different story went. Yeah, let's see. No, it was the same story. It's just that Swan had done a version of it. Here, I'm going to get the story here. What's the story? Oh, Morning Glory. Mm. What's the tale, Nightingale? Mm. Tell me quick about Hugo and Kim. That's all. That's, now, I, now I know. I've been doing that. That's, uh, that's Bye Bye Birdie. I've been doing that all day. <laughs> I can't place it, but now I know what that is. Like um, before Walking Dead, when AMC plays their thing, it always uh-huh. goes. What <laughs> 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 so, Yeah, when the AMC original pro says AMC original, and you hear the music goes. It's true. <laughs> I've been doing that today, and I can't place it. Here we go. Uh, just before he died a few days ago, Golden Age artist Al Plastino got a lot of ink for what seemed to be a sad story. Oh. In 1963, he drew a comic story featuring JFK and Superman extolling fitness that was canceled when President Kennedy was shot. Although the story eventually ran, Plastino was told that the art would be given to the JFK Library at Harvard following JFK's death. Imagine Plastino's shock 50 years later when he saw the pages instead... Uh, What's that now? Oh. Instead on, I, I guess, the Heritage, uh, whatever, the Heritage auction, because all of a sudden in the middle of the story, they go, or was it? Mark Wade has theorized that the pages donated to the Kennedy Museum were actually the grassy knoll version of the story, one drawn by Kurt Swan. Superman 168, I believe the mix-up is that the actual pages donated were the Swan version as seen here. Swan version was seen in a story about the tale printed in the New York Times, but did it ever exist? Mark Evanier has come along with a largely circumstantial but still convincing ratiocination that suggests a second timeline. Mm. I was a bit suspicious it was ever slated for any issue around this time. The story was 10 pages. If they yanked it at the last minute and substituted another story, then the issue in question would have been a different 10-page story, would have had a different 10-page story in it. But 166, 167, and 168 all had book-length stories in them. Mm 
And 169 had three stories, one eight-page in length, one 14, and one five. So where would a 10-page story have appeared? In each case, the cover of the comic in question went to press several weeks before the insides, and the covers were specific to the stories inside. So there couldn't have been a last-minute switch of the interiors for a 10-page story in, in any of them. I don't know. Always controversy. Fast. Always. It's true. We should make one. Oyerema Superman. Probably a conspiracy on those pages. Could be. I bought. I told you guys I bought that IDW, uh, the Superman strips from the sixties. That, and they uh, they start off the first half is Kurt Swan, and then it the they uh, then Kurt Swan went to do the the comics, the comic books, and uh, Wayne Boring took over. Yeah. The uh, this this the strips. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. A lot of stories ended up in Superman comics too, so they're they're almost like alternate versions of the same stories. Good stuff. My wife, Debbie. It's true. I like that. All right, we could we could be we could be done. We ended we ended on some comic book history. It's a good like pod. It. It's a good pod, Johnny. That was a fine pod, absolutely yeah, good. And, and I'm sure the I'm sure the peanut gallery will agree. <laughs> so uh, follow us when you see us. Yeah. I'm sure the next time we talk, we'll probably have stories of like the Oh Yeah Christmas Party and seeing Jeff Darrow and yeah, lots of other interesting stuff. It's true. It's coming. It's not in the next. If not in the next pod, then the, yeah, we should mention that. So there's a chance this might be out before his appearance. But um, yeah, all right. Yeah. I hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. I hope they're having a fine holiday season. I like it. Thanks. Thanks for sharing us when you were uh, out uh, getting presents and the like. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I like. Oh yeah, man. I like. I like. I like very like, much, Lois. I like. <laughs> I, like I like it very G much, uh, Lois too. Verma, Vermiga. I like pink very much, Lois. Okay, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.